got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Coffee and Crypto Live. It is a good morning, a Wednesday morning, and those of you who are holding Bitcoin are probably a lot happier than you were yesterday. If you guys didn't know, uh, go look at the Bitcoin price. It's sitting right now at $42,000, actually $42,200. So Bitcoin had a big night last night. We're going to talk about all of that and more, but I noticed something literally right before we went live. Do you guys know what today is? It's First of all, it's Wednesday. Second of all, it's the second Wednesday of the month. Now, Jeb is out on his honeymoon this week, but what normally happens on the second Wednesday of every single month, he's at his C12 meeting. Every time that he leaves for that C12 meeting, it seems like Bitcoin wants to do something spectacular. So the trend continues. We, We might need to start like a whole series called, guys, it's the second Wednesday of the month. And that's a great day right before. I think the second Tuesday of every month is the best time to buy because it seems like Bitcoin likes to pump on the second Wednesday. We're gonna talk about all that and more, guys. Thank you so much for being here. This is a great community. Hit the like button, subscribe. We love having you guys here. If it wasn't for you guys, we would not even have this channel. I love you guys. I'm gonna go ahead and throw it to our co-host for the day, uh, Smay, our technical director. How are you doing this morning, Smay? Hi, 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 I'm doing great. Um, I would like to do something uh, because I feel great. And I would like to, well, first of all, actually, I'd like to say, if you notice, I'm wearing uh, I'm wearing a Celtics jersey today. How are the Celtics doing? And the Celtics are doing fantastic right now. I'm pretty sure they have, like, the second defensive rating in the second half of the season right now. They're just killing it, and it's made my heart proud because I really thought we were not going to make the playoffs this year. But we have just searched the rankings, and I'm very proud. But I would like to also take this opportunity to say some of the green names because I'm all, you know, I'm wearing a green jersey. I love green, so I'm going to say some green names. Here we go. We have a Crypto Alchemist. We got Ronald Moon. We got Agent Gold. We got Crypto Red Fox. We got uh, Grand Roofing Incorporated. We got the Bitcoinologist. We got Jeremy Shorter. We got uh, Thomas Post. We got Mike Markle. We got Lucas. We got uh, who else we got? Here we got. We got Matt C. Oh my gosh. You guys are the best. And TZ. I love you. You guys are the best. Um, uh, that's all I want to say. Thank you. Yeah, in case you guys are wondering what he's talking about, those green names are members. Again, we have the best members in all of YouTube. It's not even close. Uh, so we love you guys. Uh, also, you know, big news. TZ is not just a member. TZ is officially now on the team here at Crypto Jeb. He is working in community membership guidelines. So he's actually going to be the one interacting with you guys a whole lot, making sure that we're plugged in and in tune with you guys. So make sure, give a massive warm welcome to TZ and his welcoming the team. Maybe sometime soon he'll end up moving down here to Gainesville. We'll see if I can get him to come on. Uh, but I also want to introduce Kelly, still in Japan. Kelly, how are you doing this morning? Arigato gozaimasu. Kelly desu. I am learning things here. Come on. Uh, but first, I do want to shout out somebody as uh, an absolute thief here in chat. His name is Eric Liddell. He is a thief. He is stealing my birthday. Today is my birthday. As That's you right. Know, last, night, uh, last night. Last uh, night. Uh, actually, let me take that back. Yesterday morning for you all, middle of the stream, I called it out. It became my birthday because it went over into, you know, across midnight. Uh, well, it's been the longest birthday of my life having, you know, being being up then and then being here all day. And now it's almost feels like my birthday again. But uh, you know what? I'm just teasing Eric Liddell. I appreciate you. We can share this birthday and anybody else has this. But I think there's one other member in this uh, chat as well. Uh, he follows me on Twitter and, it, I, you know, he, he found me through the Crypto Jeb team, uh, Kenny R. His birthday is today as well. So it's a mm. popular day. But uh, uh, that's all I need to get going right now. I love you all. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm just excited uh, that I can be here with you as many days as possible. And uh, we have a lot to go over today. We have uh, uh, some great charts. We have uh, some great targets. And uh, I'm just looking forward to get into it, man. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead. And before we dive into the technical analysis on Bitcoin and then discuss all the price action happening, because that's what you guys want to hear about. Let's take a look at the crypto market as a whole and just see what's happening around the crypto space. So on CoinMarketCap, jumping over here to my screen, we have Bitcoin up almost 9% within the last 24 hours. Now, if I were to go over to the technical charts, I wonder what is it up total if we actually were to come down to the bottom daily close we had a couple days ago. It is up a total of, if you had 
entered a trade here at this bottom. Uh, you're up over 10. We almost got all the way to 12 percent before having a little correction on daily chart. Uh, but overall, Bitcoin again, it's rallying. You're going to notice we're talk about this in a little bit. But look at how on the daily chart we did kind of have that close right around there, kind of confirming the continuation of this ascending triangle. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But going back to the crypto space, uh, despite the fact that it's up almost 9 percent, still down a total of almost four in the last seven days. So could that number change very soon? Potentially. We'll talk about that. Ethereum up not as much as Bitcoin. It's closer to 7%. I mean, guys, closer to 6% because 647 would round down to 6 But it is down in the last 24 hours, last seven days, excuse me, 7.5%. So Ethereum not making the same strides that Bitcoin is. Uh, let's go down to a couple of our other favorites. XRP is up 4%, still down 1% in the last seven days. Terra Luna. Now, this is a project that has been on a tear already, and it continues. This is kind of making you feel now like, man, we avoided it with our predictions for what would have the best month. We might have made a mistake. We might have made a mistake about Terra Luna because it is definitely rallying up 22, almost 23% just within the last three, or sorry, last 24 hours. Only up a total of four in the last seven, but still Terra Luna continues to be a massive pump coin right now. Cardano is only up almost 6%, so it's even down below Ethereum. Cardano is, you know, it's uh, this is one of our channel's favorite coins, but it is definitely still continuing to struggle in the last seven days, down 10%. Let's look at some of our biggest movers and losers here in the last 24 hours. Of course, Terra Luna would be the number one. Waves, though, for a third day in the row is up here with a total of 19%. And look at how that reflects. In the last seven days, 50% up. Waves is looking like a great project. Again, with everything we're doing, I have not had time to look into the details, but this looks like something definitely this weekend I want to maybe dive into some fundamental analysis on what's happening over there. Uh, love what I'm seeing over on Waves. This might even warrant a video at this point. We'll decide it. We'll see later. Uh, Monero, one of the private coins, is up 15, almost 16%. Let's see if there's anything noticeable here. Uh, let's go look at our lowest, our biggest losers of the day. Not a whole lot of them. Uh, Cello is definitely uh, one of them, though, down 2%. Uh, a lot of the days like today, you're going to see a lot of these ones, the lower ones, be stable coins. And sure enough, here they are right up in this, this region here. Yearn Finance is the other one that is down today, almost 1%. Uh, almost 2%, but again, not a massively bearish day for the crypto space as a whole. You know, of course, this news coming out, the leaked news first from Janet Yellen, then we actually had Biden's signed executive order. We're going to discuss that in our second segment and how that impacted heavily this rally, not only in Bitcoin, but the rest of the crypto space. Uh, but, you know, the technicals are also showing as well. Kelly, before I jump into those technicals, though, what are your thoughts about what you're seeing happen in crypto right now? Any things that maybe the audience needs to be aware of and keep in the back of their mind as they're now looking? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people waking up this morning uh, thinking, is it now time to buy? Did I catch it too late? Am I too early? Is it about to come back down? What are your thoughts about the overall market right now in crypto? Well, the number one thing I want to say is that I have to remind myself every day that although I've been in this game longer than Jeb, you know, I've been in, I've, it's, I, it's not much longer, a few months, but I have to remind myself every day that although so much of this is so familiar to me, uh, I don't want to overstate things or over, uh, over, over describe something, but I also don't want to just expect people understand and know what's going on. So what I will say to that effect and exactly what, what you asked is that this executive order news that came out, which we will go into in a bit, gave Bitcoin a huge boost of encouragement and enthusiasm. And along with that, the Bitcoin, uh, not Bitcoin, the, the crypto market. Uh, and so the, the point I'm making here is that uh, you'll see a lot of a lot of projects a lot of projects will run in, in tandem with each other. And a lot of the, you know, th this news uh, could could be targeted more towards Bitcoin. It could be targeted yeah. towards CBDCs. It could be targeted to altcoins. But the point being here is Bitcoin is the mothership. It is the queen bee. It is the it is a regulator of what's going on in the crypto market. Yeah. And mar the market and the money flow is cyclical. And so if Bitcoin's pumping, the altcoins are going to pump. Uh, you know, in, in this sort of uh, instance. So uh, that's that's what's going on here. So don't mm. think that just because you're whatever small altcoin you got is pumping. There's something incredibly bullish going on with it specifically. It's all following the lead of, bull, uh, of Bitcoin at this point until we get a clearly defined trend. And then things start to, to define their own paths within that trend. 
So yeah. that's what I wanted to share. All right. Well, we're going to have a lot more thoughts about everything that came out of the White House and the staff here last night, a little bit later on the show. We had, but we're going to jump on the technicals because we're seeing two different things. Not only the news, but the technicals also showing us why Bitcoin actually had a rally. Now, if you guys are watching the show yesterday, these key points, I'm going to go ahead and leave them up for a little bit now. Even though at the moment we were able to break through those zones... I am curious to see if potentially the Bitcoin price ends up using these zones down the road, because if you guys remember, I drew these levels back when the price was on its descent, and we ended up using almost all of them at significant levels. So I'm going to go ahead and leave those zones there. Uh, at the moment, they're not the ones that I'm really worried about, but I'm going to leave them there to see if what see what happens in the next couple of days and weeks, and if those zones become significant again. So as I said here a little bit ago, we just bounced on the daily chart right off of this ascending level of support. So this is is a continuation of the daily chart setting up higher lows, which is a great thing. Now, we do have a flat top, but the reason that that's bullish is because ascending triangles, more often than not, again, you're going to find somewhere between seven to eight out of 10 times, end up breaking to the upside. So this is a massively bullish thing. If you want to know why, you know, you'll know, you see if you're, if you're taking technical analysis courses like CT2A or any others, double bottoms and double tops, they can be a good sign of reversals. But now we have touched one, two, three, four times. And what you need to kind of think about when you're looking at this level top, and if you're wondering, Tim, why is this a bullish indicator? It's because when you're looking at this level right here, every time we touch it, it's almost like we're taking a chunk out of it. It's like every single time that we hit it, we're kind of testing the bears and saying, hey, are you sure you can hold this? And they're holding us off for now. But as we continue to set these low, or sorry, higher lows, it's almost like what's happening is the bears get strength and send us back down, but the bulls rally at a higher zone to come back. And it's only a matter of time to where the price usually ends up doing something like this, just beating on the door, beating on the door, and finally ends up having its breakout. Will that happen? I'm not 100% certain because we are in a season right now of a lot of manipulation, a lot of, a lot of things happening to make people FOMO into the market at the right time, and then Consequently, when it gets to a certain level, the manipulators like to FUD us out of the market so that they can get more. But as it stands right now, I don't want to take away from everyone's great morning. This was a great move for Bitcoin. We did come up. Now, if I'm going to stay on the daily chart and I'm going to look at a couple other technicals, I want to look at the RSI, I want to look at MACD, and I'm going to look at the Bollinger Bands and RSI. And we're going to see those actually play out on other charts as well that give me some signs of, hey, I'm not saying sell right now, but I'm definitely not saying buy right now. Let's look to see if potentially is this the beginning point? Is this going to be a flat? Flag that ends up setting us higher, or is it going to be a reversal zone? So the first thing I notice on the RSI, I love what I'm seeing here on the daily chart at the moment. Again, I told you guys I really do believe at some point we're going to come back down to 33 and set up bullish RSI divergence. But the good news is, is right now on the daily chart we're not setting up bearish RSI divergence either. We still have room to run. So if I was only looking at the RSI right now on the daily chart, I would see guys look at this peak right here. During this peak, we have still room on the RSI and price action to at least come all the way back up to about. 44 and a half thousand dollars. So daily chart, that's not necessarily that bad. If I bring up my MACD, I got to spread this out. Ooh, there we go. We can see that the, the, we just literally this morning had a bullish cross on the daily chart. Again, let's not celebrate too quickly yet. We've seen sometimes before where there's been some fake outs here, but as it stands right now, that's actually a massive swing. Look at how it didn't even slow down, the, can, the, the histograms were growing, 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 and then immediately turned green. That is a massive bullish trend. Uh, let's see if that can continue on the daily chart. I love what I'm seeing so far, but let's go see what's happening on Bollinger Bands and the TD Sequential, because those are two other indicators that I love using to help us get a clear picture of what's happening. So Bollinger Bands right here, we broke through the 20 daily SMA, that's a bullish sign. Even more so, looking at where the top of that Bollinger Band is at the moment, we could get a rally all the way to that level that we have there, the resistance of 44.3,000, that kind of area before we have resistance. Now, notice over here, we don't always end up getting to the top of the Bollinger Band, so this isn't like a guaranteed safe thing, but more often than not, these Bollinger Bands give us a great indication of what the bandwidth is and what the price action could do. It gets a little more clear on 
the lower charts like the four hourly and the hourly. However, the daily chart is still something to be aware of. We have the potential on the daily chart to go to the top of this Bollinger Bands, hit, hitting closer to that $45,000 region. I'm gonna go ahead and go down to the four hourly chart, see what we have happening down here. This is where it becomes a little bit more of a question mark of, hey, are we gonna see a trend reversal happening? Now, this is a four hourly chart, which means it's a great indicator of potentially what we might see happening within the next 24 to 72 hours. So just if, even if we have a reversal, it's not necessarily a death sentence that that alone will send us back down to lower 30s, but it could be an indicator that we're at least gonna start to move sideways and potentially retrace to a new level of support, maybe hitting in the $40,000 region. We see here a, a green colored eight, we call this a bear eight, or Jeb even likes to call it a red eight, which means that we are getting very close to calling for reversal. Not only does the TD sequential say that we're calling for reversal here soon, we are overextended and overbought on the Bollinger Bands. So this is something that I'm gonna keep a close eye on to see, hey, is this potentially going to be a, a reversal coming very soon, at least for the next 72 hours? So meaning the next 72 hours, maybe we won't see a much higher price. The good news is on the RSI, we are sitting in a good zone, just like the daily chart. We still have room to go up on the RSI, so that is not necessarily a bearish move. We still have some bullish to go there. On um, the hourly chart though is where it gets maybe a little bit more concerning because we already had our red nine or our bear nine flash. We're moving back down towards an ascending level of 20 daily, a uh, 20 hourly SMA. Maybe we just move sideways until we get to this cone, but ultimately right now, I do think that Bitcoin is in a spot where we're gonna see it kinda start slowing down, but not necessarily moving to the downside. The last thing I wanted to show you guys is back out on the, uh, let's see here, I'm gonna go back to what I had. Uh, Oh, I guess I want to stay here on the hourly chart, the RSI. So the RSI here on the hourly chart is where actually we are starting to see the signs of this is where we're going to kind of start to move sideways. We saw the TD sequential. We saw the Bollinger Bands. This is starting for forming what we either are going to call a flag or a pennant, but we have the pole already set right here, and if this ends up playing out, whichever it is, whether it's a flag or a pennant, and if you guys are wondering what I'm talking about, a pennant has a pointed arrow, so if I were to draw the pennant like this, uh, are we going to have more of a uh, accumulating, like or, or a, uh, a point that ends up coming to a point, my word is not good there, or are we going to see it move uh, in a channel is yet to be determined. But if this ends up holding out, this as it stands at the moment would give us a prediction of price movement all the way up to about $45,000. $800, maybe pushing closer to the $900 region, but that still is not above the $46,000 level. Now, I'm about to throw it to Kelly, and I'm about to throw it to Smay to get their takes. Ultimately, right now, this is a great day for Bitcoin, but I've said this before, and I'll say it again. My confidence in the Bitcoin bull market resuming because again, I don't know if we're necessarily in a bear market. We definitely, though, are not in a massive rally right now. The two things that I'm looking for to call for a zoom of a bull rally and a bull market is a daily close, potentially even more than one, above $46,000. Why? Because that level has been the I'm going to go out to a bigger chart. That level has been the massive level of resistance for Bitcoin's price. You guys can see even all of these closes in this region before we drop down to the lower 40s, we hovered right there at the $46,000 region. I need to see the price get back above $46,000 for me to be confident, hey, we're going to go ahead and break and go up. If we cannot close above $46,000, my next buying point is more than likely in those lower 30,000s where we will set up daily bullish RSI divergence. This might not be what everyone agrees with, but as it stands right now, I do believe that these two points are potentially the most important points in Bitcoin technical analysis to allow us to know that a bull market is resuming. And the reason why is because Again, we have been in a season now ever since January 5th, where it just seems like the zone right here between the low, mid 30s and 45,000 is a zone that we keep getting pushed back and forth between. Again, we get flooded out to come down to the market. People think that we're gonna go down to 20,000. That's when the supply gets bought up. We rally back up, giving everyone a bunch of hope before we crush that hope and come back down into the 30s. Until I see that close above 46,000, I'm gonna stay with the thought of, hey guys, it's not out of it. We're not out of this sideways turtle movement. And again, this prediction right here, if this ends up playing out as a flag, does not get us out of the woods yet. It keeps us below 46,000. Kelly, I want to hear what you think about the technicals. Again, I know people I know people are like, Tim has been bearish now for a while, but unfortunately, uh, there's not enough on the markets to become crazy bullish at this moment. What are your thoughts, Kelly?
Absolutely. So here's what I'm seeing right now. So the first thing I want to show is here looking at Market Cipher. Uh, let me go ahead and move this uh, out of the way. So we see Money Flow is doing a beautiful, uh, there, of course, there's uh, some peaks and valleys uh, throughout, but there's a beautiful curvature here that is rounding out now. What I want to see, and this isn't guaranteed yet, but is for this Money Flow, which is red. You see, this is green here. And as this came down, this became negative Money Flow, but it's starting to essentially uh, move back towards the zero line. And hopefully it, it will cross uh, a positive positive across the zero line here. And the more, more important thing that I'm seeing is this large, large anchor wave, uh, smaller trigger wave and smaller trigger wave. So we're basically having uh, a, a trend line, if you will, of getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So there's less momentum. What this shows, this is less momentum, less power, less uh, efficacy to the downside. And it's actually showing that there's growing bullish momentum, regardless of what pri price action is doing, the way that this is calculated, there's there's more bullish momentum happen that that's moving into Bitcoin right now, as long as well as right here you see the RSIs are actually getting uh, closer together. There's two different RSIs on, on Market Cipher, which which is one of the reasons I love it. And when they're further apart, it's less of a clear signal. When they get closer together, it's more of a concise, uh, clear, uh, unified sort of signal, if you will. And they are both uh, both of them are turning up, and they're 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 fairly close together. Uh, the other thing, of course, on the DBSI, which is the dual band strength indicator, which uh, on Market Cipher, I think they compile about 40, 44 or something like that uh, metrics uh, to, to create this number. And the, the larger the number is on the bottom or on the top, wherever whichever has a higher number, that's basically pressure lifting it up or pushing it down. In this case, you see there's 15 on the bottom, pushing it up very, very succinctly. Uh, the next thing I want to show is this is something uh, from Quentin Francois. And this is something I hadn't really noticed. I think maybe because I was looking too heavily on smaller movements, like for instance, this uh, this movement here in this area, I always looked at this as a, a potential Wyckoff, and it was, but it was a very small Wyckoff. But looking at this larger time frame, it's it, it's starting to actually look very very related, and you can see how he correlates uh, phase A, B, C, D, E, uh, and how the price action moves. It's very very succinct, and it looks very correlated and this very well could be a Wyckoff. We'll see. This isn't guaranteed. No, nothing is ever guaranteed, but you can draw correlations and you can see how they play out. And in this case, this, this looks very correlated. Uh, the next thing, uh, th this is just a, a chart I shared on my Twitter uh, earlier today and uh, actually shared this about two weeks ago. Uh, and it's, it's been playing out very very, uh, very in tune with how, how I laid it out. These are all major resistance points. And we're, we've basically been battling through them. We're really looking to get above uh, this point right now, which, uh, which we've kind of danced around the same area, but the main point we want to get above is this 46 K level until we get above the 46 K level. It's still yeah. very, very undecided. The second we get a, get above 46 K level, especially on the daily close, uh, we're starting to see act an actual trend reversal. And then of course uh what we're really looking for is to get above the this golden pocket of resistance on the fibonacci uh the, the fibonacci retracement which is about 52k and then the very quickly the last two things i want to show uh is uh txmc uh txmc and plan c who both both of whom i'll have as guests on twitter spaces uh tomorrow evening around the day to close on crypto answered uh, he's showing a, a very very clear correlation between bitcoin and ibm uh in terms of the price action and the ranges that they played out uh and the steps that they went through one two three four five six seven mm. and it's it's nearly identical uh and the most important one of all these i think is here is plan C. He basically has this uh, short-term holder. That's what STH is for, short-term holder floor and dormancy flow, uh, dorm dormancy flow floor, a uh, bottom confirmation cross. And as you can see here, each time the these uh, these it's, it's very similar to a golden cross when you're talking about moving averages. This is more related to uh, the moving averages that are tied to the on-chain metrics of short-term holder cost basis and the dormancy flow. And each time these cross has marked an absolute clear bottom. And we are literally uh, like 
like a breath away from crossing this here. And if that's the case, then we will see how it plays out. But historically how this has played out. And when, anytime you look at an indicator or signals, yeah. what you want to, what you want to see is has this historically happened consistently throughout uh, the ma- large majority of all the times it's happened in this case, hundred percent of the times, uh, well, we're about to make that signal happen right uh, again. And so the floor, I think, I, 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 if I had to bet on it, I would say the floor has been put in, uh, and, and separate from that. And I, I, I did a post, uh, today on, uh, Jesse Olson's, uh, one of his, uh, posts, uh, on the, on the, the technical analysis of what's going on with the price, regardless of us being in a downtrend for the last several months until we break 29 K it's still macro bullish. So yeah. that's, that that's the trend I have to focus on is the macro bullish trend because we're still in it. So yeah. those are the things I'm seeing. I'm curious what the, what your thoughts are and uh, how that relates to what you said. Well, you know, and, and this is, you know, I get a lot of, a lot of people really come sometimes question and say, Tim, what are you like? What are you bullish right now? Are you bearish right now? And my answer to that is, is it depends on what we're talking about. It depends on if we're talking about the next couple of hours. It depends on if we're talking about the next couple of days, next couple of weeks, next couple of months, next couple of years. And, and every single one of those is going to have a different answer, meaning bullish or bearish. There are charts that I'm massively bullish on. So for example, the weekly chart, I am still massively bullish on the weekly chart. The problem is the weekly chart tells us and gives us an indication of what's going to happen over the next couple of months. So I could tell you guys, hey guys, over the next couple of months, this is what the chart is showing. But what I've been spending a lot of time on recently is the four hourly and down. And on those charts, I'm not necessarily convinced yet. And again, I wish I could be. And again, if we have a close above 46,000, Praise Jesus, hallelujah, we're going back up. But until I see that close, I can't go bullish on those charts. What I've been sh- what I've been seeing now over the last couple of months is constant manipulation. Now, we're going to talk about the news happening here in just a little bit with Je- uh, Janet Yellen's sayings and what happened with the executive order. And I think that those could bring some bullish, uh, bullish sentiments back into the market. But fool me once, okay, shame on you. Fool me twice, though. That's shame on me for falling for it. And unfortunately, there's been too many things happening here in the last couple of months to FOMO me in and FUD me out and to make me get all confused. So now it's come to a place of I'm going to start watching the smaller time frames. I'm going to watch to see what they're happening. I have my two my two points. Again, I told you, 46,000, if we break above it, great. We now broke that level of resistance. Let's turn into support and let's rally. But if not, again, that lower $35,000 level, closing a daily chart below $35,000, setting up bullish RSI divergence on the daily chart, that's what I'm looking for. And until I see one of those two things happen, I'm going to continue to tell you guys, guys, we're just moving in a trading channel at the moment. Maybe we're setting higher lows, which is great. But as I told you, ascending triangles, yeah, they break bullish 70% of the time, but that means three out of those 10 times, they break to the opposite side. And guess what types of seasons those happen in? Seasons of manipulation. So I'm going to talk to Smith here in just a second. I do want to open up uh, because there's a couple super chats, but I know that they're going to lead us. Sorry, I didn't even tell you I was going off my screen space. I don't know if you're on it, but we're going to go to super chats here in just a second and uh, and answer some questions. And I'm going to let Smith talk about what he thinks is happening in Bitcoin right this second. But our super chats we have here. First of all, we have two different updates for our membership program. Christopher Malvo said, "Well, I didn't say this, but he just became a Jedi youngling, and Bobo the crypto hobo just became a Jedi Padawan." These are both names I've seen in chat, but thank you so much for joining our membership team, uh, our group. We love you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now going to have a green name in chat. Uh, and there's a lot of other things. So make sure to find out more about that. Eric Liddell is our one super chat here. He said, yes, I know what today is. It is my birthday, mother lovers. So here is $5. Buy me something nice. Go Celtics. So Eric, happy birthday. Kelly, happy birthday. Smay, Good for your team. Good for the Celtics. Uh, Samay, what do you have to say about Bitcoin and what you're seeing Go right now? Go Celtics. That's what I have to say about Bitcoin? No. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> In order to tell you what's going on with Bitcoin, I have to put my glasses back on. <clears throat> Guys. You hear that? It's Bub. Bub is doing something right now. And I think what Bub's about to do is about to do exactly what everyone was thinking Bub wasn't going to do. Right? Guys, I think Bub's going to take us higher. I think Bub's going to take us higher, guys. I think it's happening. And you guys, you guys are, you don't believe me. I can tell. 
I had to put on my glasses to build, gain your trust. Trust me. Bub's going to take it green. And I've said this before, but I'm going to say this again. The turtle market is approaching its end. Thank you. <laughs> very, very astute. Thank you. Thank you, Harrison May. Well, we're about to transition into headlines because it wasn't just the technicals that we're seeing call for a rally that we had late uh, late last night, early this morning. But there was also obviously some things that happened in the news. Uh, Kelly, let's go ahead and kick it off. I know there's two stories we want to talk about. Uh, and I want you to, you know, I think the first one has to do with CEOs of banks. And then we'll jump into the executive order. Well, if you're not aware any of you that are sitting, I'm guessing either by some digital device, uh, digital device, whether it be a computer or a cell phone, uh, maybe you have another one that I'm not aware of. Uh, but there's some things going on geopolitically, and there's some things going on with, uh, you know, speculation about government regulation. Uh, but why don't we just dive in and see what they are? So let's see what the news stories are today. So here we go. Uh, well, this is one that popped up today. Uh, actually, uh, initially wasn't planning on throwing it into the rundown today, but I read into it a little deeper, and it's actually quite a good headline, uh, specifically because of this uh, person's, uh, I don't want to say rank um, among the global elite, but the fact that he is a CEO of one of the top global banks. Uh, essentially, this person said... Uh, we don't need to go into this too deep because I'd rather talk uh, more deeply about the, the executive order from Biden. But he, he essentially said, I do think that private money, crypto, will continue to grow as a meaningful store of value, much like gold is today. And the fact that somebody the fact that somebody at this level of uh, world prowess, uh, you know, they're 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 I don't even know how to, to describe what like what that ranking would be is just being a CEO of a major global bank. This isn't just like JP Morgan chase, which is a major mm. national bank. Yes. They have some international branches, but somebody that has a, a major voice internationally regarding their stance on, on banking, acknowledging crypto in this, right. If you think about it, this is, this is what I want you to really take away from this. How, how bullish the market is, and how much heavy weight we have on it that something something like this, a story that was even remotely similar to this three years ago would have made the price jump 300% to have that sort of level of just credibility attached to uh, Bitcoin and somebody of that stature speak this positively about it. So that that's what's going on. That's like the level of structure and strength and foundation that we have within the crypto uh, economy now is incredible. So that's really what I really wanted to share in that regard. And the next thing I wanted to share is, of course, uh, if, you, if you're not aware yet, we will go over it now. Uh, if, if you are, we're just going to go over it in a little bit more detail. But that is the fact that, uh, of course, Biden was, uh, they've been working on an executive order since I think around October of last year. Uh, and Interestingly, I don't. Was this planned? Was it not? I don't know. And I'll, I'll have to ask Tim about that. Yeah. Uh, once we once we dive into that, but Janet Yellen, whether it was her, or one of her, one of the people on her staff, they essentially let her press release slip that was in regards to uh, how she was going to uh, speak about Biden's executive order on crypto, which this 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 leak happened uh, quite a few hours before. I think it was almost a day before the actual signing of the executive order, which was this morning. Uh, and so it's very interesting that that's essentially if you look at when this happened and then wh where the price was at and when the price, uh, the pump started to happen on Bitcoin. This this is what this is what drove that in terms of the immediate price action that, that, that drove up. Yes. Was Bitcoin at support? Of course. Did it move up from something else? This is what it was. And essentially what this was, was uh, President Biden essentially uh, ordered, uh, not ordered. He, he he signed it. 
He signed an executive order in relation to cryptocurrency, which was somewhat pushed forward. The the the, how fast they moved on this to make it happen now, uh, very very tied to the Russian Ukrainian conflict. Uh, And some of the key takeaways are the fact that uh, the executive order is uh, the first such to focus exclusively on the growing digital asset sector uh, sector and. One of the things that they really they yes, investor protection, sure. But really what they're doing here is they're they're directing and trying to organize exactly uh and this is the most bullish part of it all, is the nature of identifying that. Uh, they want to make sure that they're in front of and they have regulations and structure behind what the future of money is. And part of this is not only do they want to be ahead of what the future of money is, in this case, cryptocurrency, There, there's some uh, wording in this executive order that is directly related to exploring the potentialities and the uh, protocols and the procedures for uh, how they may, if they do, which very likely will happen, release uh, uh, or develop up and release a CBDC, but also what re- what what regulatory authority is going to be in charge of overseeing uh, not only crypto and Bitcoin, but also uh, CBDCs and how that's going to relate to the crypto market and re- regulation. And so this is incredibly bullish in terms of think about this. The entire U.S. government had to take a pause and news media around the world has had to take a pause and focus exclusively on cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. This is probably as much as the price only moved a small fraction of, of the value of what the Bitcoin is right now. This is probably the most bullish statement that's happened in a long time with crypto because the amount of focus that's happening globally around this thing that most people used to think was just something that was going to be a fad and it was yeah. was not, whether it be a threat or whatever it is. But I'm curious, Tim, yeah. what are your thoughts on this? How do you think this relates to what's happening with the price? And what are your thoughts on how the, how this relates to the future, the short-term future of what's happening with the cryptocurrency market? You know, I'm watching the chat right now and I've seen a couple of comments that it I'm not going to say that is confirmed. That's what it was, but you're you're hitting right on the head of what my concern is. Is was the leak from Yellen hours before the actual release specifically put in place to be a bull trap? And I'm going to go back to the chart to kind of explain to you guys why I'm thinking this. And I'm going to go out to the four hourly chart to give me a little bit more of a picture of what's happening here. But guys, we have been trading now between 35,000, and yes, we had a wick come down all the way to 33, but let's just call it 35,000 and about 44 and a half thousand. This is the channel we have been in since the beginning of January. So first, there's a lot of fear that's put out in the market, and it's it's potential legitimate fear, but what is the Fed going to come out and say here in January? So watch the, how the price dropped. Now, this was all before the announcement, but the price dropped in anticipation of what was going to happen, whereas a lot of us had the feeling, because we'd seen it happen over and over again, that the Fed's response was kind of going to be nothing. They were going to kick the can down the road, and sure enough, the price started to rally. We had bullish movement stuff happening right here, and we came back up. Then we had the war in Russia and Ukraine, not in Russia, in Ukraine, but the Russian invasion start, which that one, we didn't do it in anticipation, but it brought the market it down when we heard there was actually an invasion. Now, the problem is, though, is that as much as the FUD that happened here, and I'm not talking about the FUD of the war, because I do believe that all of that is, is real, that is happening right now, that is not a lie, but there was FUD coming out about anticipation of how terrible it would affect the markets. But then again, the news came out, we were like, oh, actually, it's not really that bad. It's not that bad for the market. It actually might bring more attention to crypto. So now our price rallied up again. And now what we saw was a despite the fact that they were very open about what this executive order was going to be, we saw a price drop and anticipation of bearish news. But then Yellen, of course, goes ahead and leaks what's happening here, that in fact, the government isn't going to be necessarily against crypto, that they want to learn more about it, but that it could be the potential future of money for Bitcoin, for, for the, uh, the U.S. at least, if not the rest of the world, and that they want to create CBDCs and whatnot. So we end up rallying. Now, tell me what you think about that. That articles come out 
trying to scare people about what's coming up next to purposely drop the price when they knew the news was not going to be that bad. We knew that Biden was going to come out and say the executive order is that we're going to start actually learning about this stuff. But he's not going to risk with what everything, with everything that's happening right now over in the Eastern Hemisphere and their adoption of crypto. He's not going to risk the U.S. falling behind. So why do we think this was going to be overly bearish? They wanted you to believe that. But if you had been paying attention to the news specifically, you would have known this is going to be a good thing. And sure enough, we have FUD, FOMO, FUD, FOMO, FUD, and now we're in a FOMO realm. Now, if this news was so amazing, why did the price only come back up to 42000 Why didn't the price just explode? I do think the price is going to go up because of things that have happened, but... But people like to act like, oh, this is the greatest thing in the world. We're done. The the, the fall is over. And we've only rallied back up to $42,000. To me, the reason I'm so skeptical is because I've seen this played out before. I've seen the proper usage of dropping information that helps manipulate the market. And what's funny is it's doing it right in line with technical analysis patterns. It's continuing to create a ascending triangle. And even though it looks a little bit different on the 4 chart, the reason that ascending triangle is there is if I go out to the daily chart, every single day daily close has stayed in in relationship to this. So the, the timing of this stuff just looks extremely peculiar to me. Now, moving on, you can go off my screen now, Smay, to my thoughts about what's happening here. There is still a lot of information that needs to come out about the specifics. It actually was extremely vague about what the details are. But what you should walk away with in bullish feelings is no matter what you think about the U.S. government, no matter how badly you wish that crypto would just stay decentralized without any type of government or hand of a, a single entity trying to get their hands in it, that's just not going to happen. Crypto is going to be regulated. It's inevitable. Crypto's gonna have its down and, and moments and things about it that people don't like. It's inevitable. But what this does show me, what this does show everyone and it should encourage you is despite regulation and despite the desire from governments to continually bring centralization into the fourfold, the price of crypto is gonna go up. Governments are not gonna shut it down. Again, it's a train that cannot be stopped. Bitcoin has been let out and you can't stop it. So the government's best bet is to try to regulate it, try to harness it, but they know that dog's gonna run, right? And here's the thing, we can argue and we can disagree and you're probably right to talk about how wrong it is to have regulation, how wrong it is to see centralization in the space, like Coinbase closing down over 25,000 wallets in Russia. But the fact stands that sometimes centralization, as bad as it is, doesn't mean the price is gonna go down. Because now that's what people are wrestling with. People are wrestling with what should crypto be and does my money go up? So I'm telling you right now, if, if you think that crypto is going to be perfect and in this utopia of, of what it was made to be, it's not going to happen that way. But if you're asking, Tim, will there be money going up in crypto? Will I be able to make a fortune in crypto? The answer is yes. And here's the reason why is because I've been saying this now for the last couple of months. There are billions of institutional dollars sitting on the sidelines saying I'm watching what's happening in Bitcoin. I'm watching what's happening in the rest of the crypto space, and I want to get involved. But unfortunately, with all this uncertainty, with all the FUD in the air, because I don't know what the regulations are actually going to be, I'm not going to get my hands dirty. I'm going to sit on the sideline. This is what's going to happen, is as the U.S. government and other governments start to regulate crypto and make the rules clear, whether we like it or not, the good side of that is that now the institutions have the guidelines and the rules that they know how they can play. And that's going to give them the confidence and the ability to invest wisely and put their billions of dollars into the space, which means all of us retail investors who got in the space early and held out and hodled despite all the FOMO and FOMO and all the manipulation, we're going to benefit from that in the long run. Now, long term, we can still discuss the, the what regulation means and what all the centralization of exchanges means. But if we're strictly talking price, regulation is not a bad thing for price. It's going to make it go up because it's going to bring more money into the space. Now, there was one thing that I'm very concerned about with this executive order. And Kelly, I want you to answer this. I know some people already know the answer, but I'm sure there are a lot of people watching right now that they've heard that CBDCs are bad. They know, oh, those are evil, but they actually don't know why they're evil. Can you explain, Kelly, to our audience, why is the CBDC coming out of the U.S. government potentially a negative thing? And why should people be looking out and being weary of it? Well, the first thing I want people to realize is a lot of the FUD that's been surrounding crypto specifically, not CBDCs, but crypto, Bitcoin, 
uh, for many years is this idea of illicit activity, uh, whether it be money laundering, drugs, uh, whatever the illicit activity is, just anything that's uh, not legal, right? Uh, and you know, we we just saw this uh, less than a month ago with the uh, the couple in New York that got busted on the uh, what was it? I think they seized three point something billion dollars, but it, it initially it was over four point six billion dollars from the Bitfinex hack. Uh, uh, that they were laundering. Well, the truth is that th- I think this is one of the most attractive things to the U.S. government. Not that the illicit activity happened, but the fact that the the way that they were able to track them down is that every single thing that you do on a cryptocurrency, this is this is tied to what they call a blockchain. This is all fundamental knowledge that you should have. If you're, if you don't have this knowledge yet, I implore you to dig deeper and understand the technology that you're investing in. Blockchain is a ledger of every transaction that's attached to every other transaction in in perpetuity for, for the rest of time. So every, everything that you do is being tracked on a, I won't say tracked, it's being listed on a shared ledger of every other uh, computer on the confirming network, whether it be through mining, proof of stake, whatever the blockchain, however they confirm it. And so uh, with CBDCs, uh, there's very clear positive and very clear negative things about it. On the one hand, uh, it's this idea of freedom. Well, well, if you have rather than having fiat where you can transact and it's not it's not tracked if it's below certain a dollar, you know, de- uh, denomination of of money, depending on what uh, region or uh, government that you're under, uh, it's all it's all different. But with CBDCs, that that it essentially would be on some form of a blockchain uh, and therefore they would be able to track uh they'd be able to track all yeah. transactions. So on the one hand, it actually would benefit the government and all of yeah. us in some regards, because there'd be a lot easier way to track the, the, the spending the transactions, but it actually steals your freedom. So uh, th- there's a little bit of a give and take there on the flip side, in terms of the growth of the Bitcoin, uh, I, I, I'm such a bit, I love Bitcoin uh, on the, on the growth of the cryptocurrency market, CBDCs would be incredibly huge because it would actually, I, think despite the other negative things I, I, I just mentioned what one it would fast track regulation which as Tim just mentioned is absolutely Im- imperative to uh, large-scale institutional uh, involvement in the space which would be one of the major uh, catalysts to full adoption globally on, on, a, on a large scale to make this uh, regardless of if governments talk about it, it would become the world reserve. It would become the world currency because the majority of people would use it. And mm-hmm. if we have the, if we have government CDCs, especially for major, uh, major governments like the U S UK, uh, other, uh, other, other major, uh, countries, then regulation would be in place. And then in addition to that, then you would, then you would also have cl- the regulation would then pave the way for a large institutional players. Yeah. So there's, there's, a give and take on both sides of it yep. but at the end of the day i don't think that as they said in this executive order f- the future of money and the future of money without any question is blockchain technology it is uh cryptocurrency it, it might cbdc's bitcoin i think they're all going to start to work in tandem but governments are not going to want to not have their paws in it in some way so cbdc's will have to be take place of it because yeah I'm just going to leave it at that because there's so much more that we can go into that. But those are my thoughts. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. It, it, you, there's a give and take happening there. The thing that really concerns me, though, is as you even talked about, is the extremely strong uh, government control. Uh, and again, they have control, as we've seen here recently, to go ahead and get in, in touch with banks to close down people's accounts and to freeze accounts. But the CBC would not only give them the ability to freeze accounts, but to take from those accounts and to manipulate those accounts. And it, it, to me, it's a very scary thing. And I'm, I'm listening, you know, crypto set guy, Jeffrey Fritz, I know he has a lot to say. Uh, he's like, you know, he's kind of talking about Kelly, what you're backing up. There are good and bad things. I do think that CBDCs will bring a lot of movement into the space. Again, crypto is the future. The question is, what is the crypto? the future. Uh, I do think there's still a lot of evidence to say that Bitcoin is that way. But to me, just so you guys know, this is my opinion. Uh, I don't want to speak for anyone else. My opinion is these CBDCs are a almost like a Trojan horse that people will think that they're safe because, oh, it's a crypto. I can... And they will allow themselves to be put under a lot of scrutiny from governments. Now, it, you know... 
I don't want to also have the tinfoil hat that at the moment anything that the Bitcoin, that the government controls is automatically going to screw you over. I know a lot of people are free. Uh, they feel very scared now that they've seen accounts and banks getting shut down. That it, what what if the bank comes to me? It's like, well, you know, the, the odds of the bank coming for your personal account as a retail investor are probably pretty slim. But even the fact that they have the ability to do so is a lot of what scares me. You know, Smate, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, and I don't want to pressure you to say anything if you don't want to. But if you have any thoughts there, I want you to be able to chime in. Um, I mean, I think my thoughts on CBDCs is ultimately, I think, um, like you just said, I'm, there's a part of me that's worried that is that going to be end up where we land in terms of uh, government adoption of cryptocurrencies because people are just so eager to take the easiest path and the path that is of the least resistance. And if, mm. if it's just taken care of by the government for you, then, you know, then is that just going to be what the alternative is? And they, like you said, it's a Trojan horse that they use to convince people that, yeah. oh, no, no, this is crypto. See, we're good. We're cool now. Yeah. Um, that that scares me a lot because I'll be honest with you, that sounds like a dystopian future for me. But ultimately, I think at the same time, there is a side of it that says, well, here's the flip side. Do people see uh, that it, the government is pushing for CBDCs and then people that forces people to have to learn about uh, blockchain technology and 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 that kind of money? And that yeah. starts getting taught in schools and all that stuff. Is that going to make people more likely to trust things like Bitcoin or is this going to be maybe the route they take to have a CBDC backed by Bitcoin or something like that? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, like, there's a lot of options and routes that we can take. But I think something that we know for fact, because, uh, you know, you learn history or you're doomed to repeat it. Here's what we know about history is the government almost never, ever, 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 ever ends up taking the route that benefits most people. You know, <laughs> it's, it's always the route that benefits the government. So there's two, there's two chats I'm, I'm reading right here, both by people heavily involved in our community, Alan Carey and crypto set guy again, Jeffrey Fritz. You know, I, I'm going to read both of them because I think that they're very, very, they're kind of the two sides of the coin. Uh, Alan Carey says, don't forget the CBCs can be programmed to expire or can only work in certain regions or businesses. Yes. I mean, Alan, that's scary. The fact that again, that just has, it goes further into the, the amount of control, the single, entity the government will have over those coins it's just a very scary it's almost like more scary than the u.s dollar and the u.s dollar is you know scary enough as it is uh to the positive side, though, CryptoSec guy, Jeffrey, he said, I see it also as the government is creating a, is the government's creating one, so how can people talk about Bitcoin being magic internet money? I think you're absolutely right, Jeffrey. I think that this, as I just said, it will be a, a something that brings more people into space because, again, I think that argument is slowly but surely dying, but there is still the people out there saying, if I can't touch a Bitcoin, how do I even know it's real? But when they see the government is even creating crypto, that might give them a little more confidence. But like I said, is it a confidence booster in the same way a Trojan horse gets entered into the space? Like people begin to put their guards down that they're not educated on how crypto works. They're not educated on what CBDCs actually are. They just see it's the new thing that everyone's pushing and they end up ruining their lives because of that CBDC's control over them. But these are all things, again, that we have to wait for the future to actually see how they're going to play out. Just so you guys know, though, as it stands at this moment, as we wrap up this point and everything that's happening with executive order, just know this was a bullish move. Regulation is a bullish move. And when I say bullish, I mean in terms of price action, not in terms of decentralization of crypto, not in the sense of furthering the education of crypto, but it will bring more people into the space that need to be educated and it will bring an increase to the price. And this is what potentially will bring us to seeing that we've been waiting now for months for a $100,000 Bitcoin. These are the types of things that need to happen for that to actually be the space because we do need billions of dollars to come into the space. Now we have regulation, watch the institutions finally feel confident confident in doing that. Last thing I'll say though is that being said, one of our favorite things, that doesn't mean it's happening tomorrow. That doesn't mean it's happening this week. Continue to keep your eye on what that price does between 35,000 and 46,000. That's the last thing I'm going to say there. Now I, I do want to get uh as we transition now, I think we're going to go to our our, uh, you know, the Brady Bunch screen. You know, we, we have a prediction for anyone who's new, because thank you everyone for watching. Uh, just so you guys know, we, we have 
2,100 people watching, but only 600 likes. Uh, if you guys have enjoyed all this, this take back and forth, make sure you hit that like button. If you're new here, hit subscribe. This is a show that we have every single day from 9.30 to 10.30, where we analyze the price of the crypto market. We analyze what's happening both in the technicals, in the news, in the fundamental updates, and we help you guys get a clear picture. But again, we don't want this to be financial advice. We want this to be an educational platform where you learn how to think for yourself, not just learn from other people what to think. Uh, and so if that's something you love, Make sure you hit subscribe and join our channel. Now, on Tuesdays, we have a game that we play on our, with our team. And there we go, our two Smays up on screen. Uh, where we, I'm going to make it two Tims. There we go, two Tims. You know, why not? We predict what we think Bitcoin will look like on Friday at 1025. This is not anything that we make bets on or anything. It's just a game we have called the HODL Trophy. It's more for, you know, just to pride and say, like, hey, I won this week. Uh, but... We're not that you guys on what's happening there. Uh, we have right now, as it stands, oh, I don't have my huddle predictions up. Let me go and find those real quick because I want to update you guys on what's happening. Yesterday, I do think that it looked like the votes were leaning towards my prediction. But as it stands right now, if it were to end, Kelly would be winning. Kelly made a prediction of Friday at $43,036. My prediction was $40,100. And Smay was the lowest at $33,000. So just to update you guys on how that's going to go, uh, Kelly will win if the Price is above $41,568. Anything that above be, that is a would Kelly that be, Would that be three weeks in a row? That would be three weeks in a row for Kelly. That's absolutely correct. And I then th I, th I think that would be a, a channel. I think that would be a channel uh, championship. It's it's not because back in the day, the first ever official winner of the HODL trophy, I made a major comeback. I won three weeks in a row to come back and win. So you would tie the streak. I think, Smay, you had a you had a three-week period. You won three weeks in a row, right? Yeah. So there, you know, you join the ranks, Kelly. You know, you're not going to set any new. But hey, now, I'm, if you hey, win hey, this week and I next did, week, that's I, new. I've, I've done four weeks in a row. I don't think so. Yes, I did. I, I as well, I've said many times, one. I'm just happy I mean, to be yeah, here. Yeah, we can. Hey, can, can. Can I make a comment also, just because I think it's positive in terms of uh, the nature of our channel? Uh, and I'm not going to call anybody out specifically. I just want to say one of the things that we pride ourselves on, not only here as a team, like in our community, in office between Tim and Jeb and Smay and me and Zach. I mean, there's uh, 14, 15, 16 of us now uh, in office that work on this channel to bring this to you all every day. And we so appreciate you all being here. We are all, we are bastions of empowerment. Uh, if we have mm -hmm. an issue with somebody, we bring it up, but we also want to support that in the, in the channel, in the chat. So when other people come here, if it's a new person or regulars, it, it's, it, it doesn't matter in that regard. Anybody that's, just watching that's also following along with chat we want to make sure we're and i'll tell you right now i'm i'm first up i'm open to hearing any constructive cr criticism you have if you just have mean hurtful criticism you know what we, we i don't want to i don't want to say anything other than i just want to i just want to encourage you to figure out a way if that's what you're thinking initially share a constructive thing about what it is you're trying to share versus cutting somebody mm. that way we can have a positive channel all the time, not only with Bitcoin price, not only with TA, not only with fundamentals, but we can always, I, I, I'm open to be encouraged to grow. Yeah, Tim's open true. to be encouraged to grow. So all of us. And we just want to be a, well, a positive. positive and, and, it's, and it's one of these things that just echoing Kelly, what you're, what you're even talking about. Uh, I want to clarify to people. Crit criticism is very welcome. I love actually, I, one of the things that made me grow over this year, just so you guys know, I've been on the channel now for over a year and, and I would make statements and, and I was wrong. And people would point out in chat, Tim, I think you need to do more, a little, re a little more research on that. Tim, I, I don't think you're seeing that very clearly. Tim, I, I, you, when you were looking at chart, you missed a big picture. I love that feedback. Why? Because as I said before, this channel is not about saying that Jeb or Tim or Shmay or Kelly or anyone else you ever seen this channel is the king of crypto, the most expert in the field. But what this channel is doing is trying to build a community of people, which is why that chat is so amazing, is people being able to bounce their ideas off of each other. You know, it, this is a field where a lot of people, or this world is a place where a lot of people feel that if you disagree with me, you don't love me. And that could not be farther from the truth. 
where we have respectful disagreement and engagement and discussion daily, that is what will not just make me better at crypto or Kelly better at crypto or Jeb better at crypto or Smay, it will make every single one of you better at crypto. So as he said, please feel free to critique us in chat, but when you start to get insulting, when you just start to throw, and even more so, not just us, if you start to throw salts out of the rest of the community, man, we are not building up at all. We're actually creating divisions between us. And I, I put this on my Twitter last week. One of the greatest things the enemy does is he throws something in the path of allies to make them turn on each other. What I want you guys to realize is everyone here, whether you agree or disagree, whether you're bullish on Bitcoin, whether you're bearish on Bitcoin, we're all on the same team. We want to see the entire world's econ economy change from centralized controlled systems to decentralized systems where the power moves from the few to the many. And we are all on the same team. We disagree on what's happening. We disagree on what we see in the market. We disagree on which coins are the best coins, but we're on the same team. So to come into the chat on any channel, honestly, and attack people, you're, you're actually falling into the trap of the enemy and you're turning on each other rather than working together to grow education and make everyone's lives better to where the, the, the people take back control, not only of the, their own money, but over the world to the, allow it to actually be a better place. So if that's something that you guys love, Join the channel, like the videos, subscribe, share them. If that's not something you like, if you wanna keep watching, that's completely fine. We love you. We're never going to say that we don't want you to be here, but we are gonna ask that you respectfully continue to operate with our community in love and patience and continue to commute, uh, communicate with them back and forth. If that's something you guys love, again, hit that like button. That's all we have for today. Again, I wanna close out just reminding you guys, this is a day, I said this yesterday, this is another day to continue to be patient. Yesterday, a lot of people were in fear that Bitcoin was going down, and I said, guys, be patient. Today, a lot of people are really excited about the potential of where Bitcoin is going up. Guys, be patient. We need to wait for things to happen. That's why I put those two marks on there. That's why, in my opinion, 46,000 and 33,000 are very key levels. Continue to be patient, learn, grow. If you wanna make a trade today, go for it. But don't do it because someone else told you to. Do it because you've read the market and you feel confident in your own ability to read and then make a move. But if you're not, continue to be patient and grow your education and learn how to be financially sovereign, meaning you control your own money. Your money does not control you. Guys, we love you. We will have afternoon videos out today. I don't even know what the afternoon video is about today, so we gotta decide that right after this stream, but it's gonna be a good one, no matter what happens. We'll be back tomorrow morning again at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Love you guys. Have a good day. Enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto podcast. Tune in every day at 9:30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacFee Media.